Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. We're beginning this week with, as usual, extraordinary events. That's no longer contradictory language in America under this administration. The unthinkable in previous administrations is now normal. Gone is the wall, all but gone is the Border Patrol and Immigration and Customs Enforcement. And the border is now more concept than reality. For the Biden regime, the southern border is really nothing more than a 2,000-mile-long nuisance, an impediment to the goals of the Marxist-left Dems who pulled the strings of this puppet president. The Marxist puppeteers obviously are anti-America. Their objective is to destroy America, to demonize and ultimately destroy our values, our Judeo-Christian culture, our American heritage, our way of life. They mean to destroy individualism, the American family, and to replace our constitutional republic with what will be a totalitarian Marxist system of government that will fit neatly into the globalist elite's concept of a one-world order. Why else would the Biden regime and the FBI carry out 3.4 million illegal searches last year, warrantless searches of the data of American citizens? Because they know they can, that's why. Without congressional oversight, interference by any other agency, and without fear of punishment or consequence. Why would the Biden regime also, in reckless contempt of our Constitution, create a governmental agency, for crying out loud, to regulate free speech, an anti-American totalitarian agency with the Orwellian title of Disinformation Governance Board. That's a beauty, isn't it? And why, why would the Department of Homeland Security do everything in its power and more to eliminate border protection for the nation, for all Americans? DHS Secretary Mayorkas has pulled back the Border Patrol from the border, invited and incentivized millions of illegals to cross our border, and given them transportation, shelter, phones, and financial support, and once across what was just a year and a half ago, a secure national border protecting Americans and assuring our national sovereignty. It is all part of the plan, and the result will be at best a vastly diminished nation if America can survive all of this and whatever else the Biden regime has in mind for all of us. Our guest today is Congressman Jim Jordan. He's a great American. The Ohio Congressman sets the standard for integrity, respect for our Constitution, our nation, and yes, our people. Jordan is an America first Republican, and he is a staunch ally of President Trump. And now here is Congressman Jim Jordan. Congressman, always great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. I'm just going to start with uh, watching you, uh, your questioning of Mayorkas. 
uh, all that is going on in this country right now, did you mm -hmm. ever for a moment and any time in your career think that we would see this country get in this bad of shape this quickly? No, no, no. It's a, it's a great question. It's funny you say it too, Luke, because I had a, had a, a, an older lady in a, in a town hall meeting a few months back and she started getting tears in her eyes when she asked the very same thing. Well, she didn't ask it. She stated, she said, I never thought it could get this bad, this fast, this quick. And, um, literally her eyes were getting, you know, she was getting glassy eyed because she, she loves this country. We know what this country means to, you know, the, the freedoms it offers its citizens, the greatest nation ever. And to see it done, um, you know, what's, what's happened to the country in 15, 16 months. And, and it's literally in, uh, intentional because, you know, the border certainly is, we talked about that in last week's hearing, but, but everything else, the policies they, they put in place are intentionally creating the chaos that we are witnessing both foreign policy wise. And of course, economically and, and, and on our southern border. And that southern border, you're talking with uh, Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, you, you ask him directly, specifically, forthrightly for, for data related to border security, immigration. Uh, and ha have you heard from him? Ha any of the questions you had, have any of them been well, answered? No, no, great, great, great point, because we even sent him a letter ahead of time saying, look, we've seen you in other hearings. This is the first time you're coming in front of judiciary, even though we've been asking for you for a year. You're finally coming. We expect you to be prepared to answer our questions in depth and, and have it. But he couldn't answer one of the most fundamental questions we had. You know, you think about the three top priorities for the for the Department of Homeland Security. Number one is prevent terrorism, help the country prevent terrorism. Number two is secure the border. Number three is enforce immigration law. Well, we know they're not doing two and three. And number one, I asked him a, a, a straightforward question. Forty two people encountered migrants encountered at our southern border um, are on the terrorist watch list. What is the status of those individuals? And he didn't know. He couldn't tell us. Now, he tried to clear that up on, on, on Fox News on Sunday morning. And he says, well, we know they're detained. They're, you know, they're, they're, we, we, we understand. But it, it was all, it was a little unclear if there, some of them had been released. Now, I hope that's not the case. But he wasn't super definitive on it. So uh, that to me is shocking that the Secretary of Homeland Security comes to a hearing in front of the Judiciary Committee and can't answer the fundamental question on where are the 42 individuals. I asked him straight up. I said, are any of them in the country? He says, I'll have to get back to do that on the status of these 42 people. So, uh, again, he's not it. it He's certainly not doing mission two and three, and you got some concerns about mission one when you get an answer like that. This is this is information he should know and should be demanding answers of his people, I would think, daily to find out where they are because they represent yeah. a clear and present danger to the United States. Uh, and, well, and by I, I the was, way, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, Lou, I was a little reluctant to ask the question because I thought, you know, if I asked that question, he, he you would expect him to say, well, what are you, stupid congressman? Of course we know where these 42 people who are illegal migrants who show up on our southern border, who are on the terrorist watch list, we wouldn't let them in. We're no way we're going to do that. But he did, which was kind of shocking. Like, you don't know the, the answer to that sort of basic question. It's, why, it's frankly why I waited till the end of my five-minute time period and asked it right at the end because I thought, well, you know, just, just to be sure. And I was like, holy cow, this is how bad this guy is. And then you couple that with the intentional. I mean, think about what they said, Lou. The, the, the Biden administration said we're going to end deportation. We're going to put a moratorium on deportation. He announced that day one. They announced before he even was sworn in as president that they would stop building the wall. 
They ended the Remain in Mexico policy, and they got rid of the agreements with the Northern Triangle countries. And next month, they're going to get rid of Title 42, which has been the one thing that's helped us to keep the, a chaotic situation from being even more chaotic. So in essence, what they're saying to an illegal migrant is, come to our border. You won't have to remain in Mexico while we check your asylum claim out. There's no wall for you to get over. There's no way we're going to deport you. You're going to get to go wherever you want to go into the United States of America. We're going to let you stay. You're never going to be sent home. We'll give you a cell phone. I mean, that is what they're saying. And you wonder why we've had a record number of people come to our border. It's because they're, they're, they're incentivizing the whole process, which tells you this is intentional. Intentional and effective. Because we're talking about yeah. a prospect, of, we've already had 2 million, uh, a record 2 million illegal immigrants enter the country mm-hmm. in the first year of the presidency. We're looking at the prospect, as you say, with Title 42 uh, being uh, removed. Uh, we're, we're talking about somewhere between 6 and 8 million illegal immigrants in the next year entering this country. And we've already learned, yeah. we're not going to know where they're going, what they're doing, who they are. They're not vetted. They're not identified, and we can't even get this government. Perhaps you can, uh, but certainly uh, we can't find out e- even the number of people who've been transported to various yeah. states anywhere in the country. Can anybody yeah, find think out? about those numbers? Yeah, think about those numbers, too, Lou. I just want to just underscore what you just said. It was so important. You, you, those numbers of over four years, what they're going to have in this, this administration come in the country, that's going to be a bigger number than most of our states. I mean, our, our, the state of Ohio population, uh, uh, about close to 12 million people. So if you get six, eight million, and we're the seventh largest state, there are most of our states don't reach the six, eight million mark. Um, that, that, that is how the scale that they are doing. And, and we all understand Republicans, legal immigration, we're for legal immigration, people who follow the law, follow the rules, come here. Those, those, when individuals who come to this country who want to chase down their goals and dreams, do it, do it legally, God bless them. But Democrats are for illegal immigration. I said this in my opening statement. This is what they're for. They're intentionally doing this to the country. And I don't know the why, the motive, other than it's just their crazy ideology, this, their ideologues, and they think this is, this is what they're supposed to do. Um, and as you point out, they're, they're effective. Um, you, you can, you know, the numbers, the numbers just tell us that. And we have always, we've always had the, uh, the saying that illegal immigrants are welcomed by both political parties. The Republicans want them for cheap labor and the Democrats want them for votes. Uh, it, it's been a bad trade-off in both uh, both regards, as far as I'm concerned. It, and I don't know why the Dems are not getting the point. Uh, right now, the latest uh, polls that I've seen, uh, the uh, Maris poll, NPR Maris poll, showing 52% of Hispanics will be voting Republican. Uh, that's quite a statement. And if uh, if true, if it works out that way, this will be more than a wave election. It will be a landslide in November. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope that's, let's hope that's the case. And you're right. It, Cause it goes back to that point. People who come here legally, they appreciate what this country offers its citizens and how great this nation is the greatest country ever. Uh, but they're, they're tired of, of the illegal immigration and the drugs and all the other problems that come when you let the cartels do what they want. And you give them just as, as Secretary Clinton said six years ago when she ran for president, a borderless hemisphere. When you make that, when, when you allow that policy to happen, which is what they've done, you get all kinds. Of, that's what the Democrat mayor of McAllen, Texas, 
is 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 talking about uh, how bad the the Biden policies are. Um, you're seeing that shift. So let's hope that's the case, and that um, you know that that the Hispanics are in fact going to report uh, or support a party that um, is actually for the rule of law. The Republican Party is is now the party, thanks to Donald Trump, the party of working mm-hmm. women, their families, uh, the middle class, uh, and excuse me, entrepreneurs and small business people. Yep. Uh, it's, yep. It is good to see. It's a wonderful thing to see. Uh, and what I can't stand any more than you can is to see what this administration has done to all the accomplishments of the Trump administration on that border. Uh, they have rolled yep. back every policy. They've, they've pushed back the Mexican government, which uh, President Trump had succeeded in creating a partnership with Manuel Lopez Obrador, where there was uh, unprecedented security, at least for the last 30 years on that yep. border. Well, think about it. they've rolled back every every policy that that they've rolled back of President Trump has led to the bad outcomes. When you when you increase regulation by like, like crazy, like they're doing, when you uh, spend like crazy, like they're doing, you get 41 year high inflation. And, and when you do the bad energy policy, stop the pipeline, stop drilling in Anwar, reduce the number of leases you allow on federal land. You drive up the cost of energy, which is why we have $4 gas everywhere, $6 gas in California. And energy, of course, drives up inflation. When you defund the police and you, you, you attack our, our law enforcement like they've done, when you call rioters and looters peaceful protesters, you get more crime, which is what we've, we've seen. And, and of course, when you, uh, when you do what they've done on the border, you get the crazy things we've been talking about on the border. And then, of course, when you project weakness from the Oval Office, you get the bad outcomes, foreign policy. So all the bad stuff we're seeing is because they've directly went against the policies that President Trump had in place. And, and it's why we're it's it's why where you started. It's that little lady in a town hall in the fourth district of Ohio said to me, you know, how could it get this bad this quick? I never thought that could happen. But that's why, because they've undone all the good policies that were there in the Trump administration across the board. And your point that this is all intentional, this is by design Mm -hmm. on the part of this. I consider him a, I, I know he is a puppet president, Joe Biden, because he's obviously impaired. Uh, Donald Trump in a rally calling for him again to have a cognitive test, which Donald Trump took. Why is, what are they afraid of? To have the president of the United States, who is obviously a, a mess, let's be honest, uh, and at times yeah. utterly incoherent and lost, why? What are they afraid of in putting a cognitive test in front of him? Yeah, it's 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 a sad state of affairs. It's sad. It's actually sad, obviously, for the country, um, but also I'm I I feel bad for for President Biden because. You know, that 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 video footage of him in the White House with former President Obama, and he's sort of walking around like a kid who's who doesn't have any friends on the playground. Um, I mean, I truly feel you feel you just feel bad. You feel sad for him and and his family, frankly. Um, But I mean, I was someone asked me this question today. I was giving a speech earlier and uh, they asked me, like, who's in charge? It's one of the questions I get most often because, you know, they, they see the concerns that we all see. And they asked who's in charge. And I jokingly said, I think it's the Easter Bunny. Because remember, it was the Easter Bunny who stopped him from taking the question on the rope line there. At the, the, right. But, but uh, the, the, again, just, just even, even being you know, humorous about this is, like, is, is wrong, too, because it's so real. And, and what it means for the country when the commander-in-chief, uh, so many people have these concerns. Um, 
you know, I, I, I actually don't know who is, is, in, is actually making the decisions, uh, it, but it, it's a real concern for, for, for the whole nation, as, as we've talked about. When you watch that, that room in the White House with Obama there and the lost kid, uh, Joe Biden, it looked for all the world like that third term for Obama was yeah. clear, clear and present uh, at that mm. moment. And Biden was, as you say, lost. It, it, it's mm. there's no question that there is somewhere unseen uh, a group of uh, puppet masters uh, running the the country. I, I just I, I can't I cannot imagine a more dangerous moment than right now with this man, uh, the titular head of the United yep. States and commander in chief. It's a very frightening prospect given all the, the threats that we face. I want to turn to your reaction uh, to uh, John Durham uh, and the investigation that he is moving ahead with the fact, uh, the facts that he is introducing into his motions, his filings are revelatory and uh, mm -hmm. condemning of the corruption of not only Hunter Biden, but the Biden family. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's concerns there. There's concerns with, with what happened uh, with uh, the campaign, you know, the idea that it, it was in fact spying. It looks like that spying, some of the filings Durham has done, the spying took place, um, you know, not only when it was president, uh, or excuse me, when it was with the, the, the campaign, Trump campaign, but when it was president-elect Trump, and maybe even when it was President Trump, so there's those concerns there. Then you couple that with what they did, big tech, big media, Democrat Party, suppressing a story that would have, I think, implications for the presidential race in a major way if the country would have got to have seen the Hunter Biden story, which we now know everything about that that we, that we suspected and thought 18 months ago is, is and was true. Um, but they kept that information from us based on, and this is the part that just bugs me, the so-called experts, 51 former intelligence yeah. officials, including six heads of the CIA, former heads of the CIA, telling us, oh, this has all the, all the earmarks and hallmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. Baloney, it was the truth. But that one letter became the basis for big tech platforms and the media to keep that information from we the people just days before the most important election we have, who's going to be our next commander in chief. And so that's, that's the frustrating part. Uh, and that, that I think the country now, and now we see what Biden has done to the country. We're like, holy cow, it'd been nice to have had that information out there for every single voter to evaluate. Yeah. And uh, also to know again, uh, that it was a plot to overthrow the president. It was a plot to stop his candidacy. It's a plot uh, to remove him uh, from, uh, from the political uh, life in this country uh, through January 6th. They have conjured up another well, hoax and it's yeah. disgusting they've been out to get this uh president trump since before he was in office all the time he was in office and now that he's left they're out to get him because they don't want him to run again and it is so obvious i mean the, the the impeachment based on the anonymous whistleblower that only adam schiff got to know about and the country didn't the secret hearings in the bunker before that it was the russia 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 Mueller report and all that stuff they did they're all based on now made up information i mean the latest durham filing says that it was uh user created that is a fancy way of saying they made it all up 
the Clinton campaign made it all up and everyone ran with it that, that you know, the, the, the FBI and, of course, uh, the mainstream media. So there's there's that. And then, of course, as you say, what they're doing now with the January 6th committee is to is all designed to try to keep President Trump off the 2024 ballot. Do you think do you think that Hunter Biden will ever be held to account? It's taken four years for a grand jury in Delaware to get uh-huh. nowhere. Uh, we're hearing from people uh-huh. that I, I who I, I respect. Uh, uh, Peter Schweitzer is an investigative reporter. He's just uh, he's a great American, and I think the country's best investigative reporter. I, I just don't see anything there that's going to come forward before this election. Your thoughts on it? Yeah, I don't know. I do know that, you know, it was about four or five weeks ago, the Washington Post runs two articles, um, at one at uh, two eight-page articles, one at 11, one at 11.04 uh, a.m. So they do two long articles, four minutes apart, talking about how the laptop is real and what's going on. So right. the, the, uh, that's an about-face. That's a 180-degree turn from where they were 18 months ago. Something caused them to do that. I don't know what that is. Uh, some people have speculated they think an indictment is coming. But uh, again, we'll have to see. So um, I don't know if we ever get to the bottom of it. But I do think it's interesting that you have the mainstream press uh, and, and someone of the, you know, the Washington Post, you know, uh, a key left wing uh, paper that is is making that uh, those, those, doing those kind of articles, like I said, long articles, four minutes apart. After being uh, uh, after being 180 degrees different, uh, 18 months ago, and with Hunter Biden and with all of the implications, if it doesn't happen before the election, that will be further uh, further shame. Uh, but also that uh, that this this family, the, the Biden family, continues to avoid accountability. Uh, I, I've never seen the like of. Uh, of this, uh, because at least as far as we know, we haven't seen the like of it because the names are out in public now. I can't imagine uh-huh. this this president uh, escaping without great accountability. We know that what is being well, done in terms of policy is driven by Marxist left ideology. Yeah. Uh, he is inept. He is impaired. Uh, and he is a tool of a very sinister force that would do this to the country. Yeah, and I think uh, I think one of the things that that is interesting uh, is is how the story has changed. You know, with with the the whole Biden family. You know, I, I said initially, eighteen months ago, the left told us, and the mainstream press and all told us that, oh, the laptop wasn't real. You know, it was Russian disinformation. Then they sort of changed. Well, no, the laptop is real, but it's fully Russian disinformation. And then it was, well, no, no, it's not really Russian disinformation, but but President Biden had no knowledge and nothing to do with it. And now it's like. Oh, well, President Biden knew kind of what was going on, but he didn't do anything wrong. And since even that, over the last several weeks, it's like, well, he met with the, you know, Hunter Biden's business partner like 20 some times in the White House or whatever that number is. It's some big number. It's like suddenly the, the, the story keeps changing. So we'll see if he's if, if the president has any real knowledge or any any culpability here. I don't think that he does yet, but it, there's there's certainly some concerns that um, I think raise all kinds of questions that we'll have to uh, get to the bottom of. His it, it looks as if President Biden and perhaps the Biden family, if you will, uh, is compromised uh, through their dealings with China and the Chinese, uh, the CCP's 
uh, inventory of companies uh-huh. doing business with the with the Bidens. But now we learn a Russian oligarch with close ties to Putin was actually meeting with Hunter Biden. And this is thanks to the Daily Mail's investigative reporting in Moscow over potential investment deals and then meeting twice more in New York and D.C. And guess what? Uh That oligarch has been sanctioned by the U.K., but not by the U.S. Biden-led government. I mean, it. It's the smell just gets yeah, stronger and stronger about the compromise possibilities yeah. for this family. Yeah. And again, we don't, we don't, we don't know, uh, but it, it is interesting. Um, you know, the one thing I remember as well is during the debates in the 2020 race is, is Joe Biden said in one of the debates, he says, you know, I, I, I didn't have any involvement. My son didn't have any involvement with, with companies with, with ties to the Chinese communist parties. And it's just like, as I've said many times, there are 4.8 million reasons why that statement's not accurate, because it's been reported now that Hunter Biden was paid. Hunter Biden and his uncle, uh, James Biden, were paid $4.8 million in a year's time to, to, from, from CEFC, the big energy company in, in China. So that statement that the president made in the debate and, the, and, you know, as we're getting ready to elect the commander in chief, the presidential election is absolutely not true. Um, so. We'll just have to uh, you'll, we'll just have to wait and see. And are you confident that the Republicans uh, right now are going to, as you said, uh, start at the beginning point of this is a an intentional uh, administration, intentional in its devastation of our border, intentional in its import of uh, of illegal immigrants, and intentional uh, in its acts that are directly. Uh, against the interests and values of the United States? The well, it's sure, certainly on the border, certainly on economic policies, it, it's intentional what they're doing. Uh, again, I don't know how anyone with common sense could, could reach a different conclusion. Um, you, you know, and remember what Secretary Mayorkas said a year ago, September. He is testifying in front of Congress a year ago, and he says that, um, or, or last September, excuse me, he says that, the border is secure and we are executing our plan. Now think about that statement. The border is secure and we are executing our plan. The, the first statement is absolutely false. The second part of the statement is true. They're, they're executing a plan to overwhelm our country with more illegal migrants at our southern border than ever in the history of this nation. So that's the frightening part is when he tells us, oh, the borders, we know that's not true. We, got, we can see with our own darn eyes. But but when he says the second part, we are executing our plan, he's being honest with us now there. He's telling the truth there, and that should scare us even more. So we know when it comes to the border that this is absolutely intentional what they're doing. Congressman Jim Jordan, uh, one of the reasons that uh, we uh, we can at least um, if we do have much to fear, we also know we've got a great uh, champion in uh, Congressman Jim Jordan. Congressman, great to have you with us. Thanks for joining us here on the Great America Show. You bet. You bet, Lou. Take care. Keep up the good work. Thank you, and God bless you, Congressman. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Here tomorrow, our guest will be former Attorney General Matt Whitaker. He's a patriot who's taken on some tough challenges in his career. He's been an exemplary public servant throughout. Be sure to join us right here tomorrow on the Great America Show. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.